I'm Todd Polifka, owner of Custom One Homes. Welcome to Roof to Curb. If you're a foodie for house stuff, this is your favorite new pod. We're called Roof to Curb because whether you're buying, selling, building, remodeling, or working on landscaping, this is the place you want to be. You're going to find something here that helps you in every avenue of those aspects. So welcome Roof to Curb. We've got a couple of guests here today, Amy Liffering with Interior Impressions and Reed Selgren with Custom One Renovation. So today we're going to talk about a lot of things around the renovation space, whether it's a whole house remodel, kitchen, bathroom, uh, lower level, whole house, you know, all kinds of different things, roofing, siding, all that. So stay with us and uh, let's get into some good details. So Amy, welcome aboard. Thank uh, you. Owner, founder of Interior Impressions. Mm-hmm. Tell us about uh, Interior Impressions and where you guys look at it. Yeah. Um, so I started really doing design like 30 years ago, but... Uh, 13 years ago, decided to go all in, open a location store. Um, we're in Woodbury. Um, so we do primarily residential remodeling, new construction design, and, um, some boutique commercial design as well. So, um, yeah, we just love the variety, love working with custom one and, um, any clients that are interested in making improvements to their home or, or building a new home. So. Fun. I love it all. Yeah. yeah. And you guys have some furnishings, right? As we far do. As you, guys, we, you guys can work with people as far as furnishings and space planning yeah, and, absolutely. and those things as well. Yeah. We, we do everything we say from blueprint to hanging artwork on the wall. So we have uh, furnishings, rugs, um, uh, artwork, accessories, all of, all of the above. So we really like to um, provide full design services where the client isn't left with, you know, beautiful new remodeled space, but old furniture, empty spaces. So we really uh, love doing all of it so that they're, you know, completely finished when it's all said and done. So yeah, and you guys, you guys post a lot, uh, social media, Instagram, you do some fun Mm -hmm. reels, you guys have a great (laughs) blog going on. Uh, Definitely some fun things to follow as well. Thank you. Yeah, we, we, I have a uh, social media director marketing um, person. So I don't have time to do that. So I give all the kudos to her for coming up with creative things. Sometimes they, she'll have ideas that we're like, oh, okay, sure, we'll do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, she's doing but, a great yeah, job. She so, does a great job. Yeah, kudos to her. Reed Selgren, general <laughs> manager, custom one renovation. Uh, you've been in since day one, really, of getting that thing going. So yeah, it's uh, uh, been a, been four years so far, something yeah, like that. Officially, you've, uh, you're a little Michigan State grad. Yep, Homer of Michigan. Um, but you're managing what thirty five to fifty projects a year. That encompasses all kinds of different renovation projects. You can speak to that a little bit, and yep, maybe talk about you know what is custom one renovation doing today. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. You know, we, we got started in the renovation side of the business, uh, from the, the home building side, really where, um, on the home side, uh, clients would ask us, Hey, can you add a three season porch now or an addition, or maybe finally finish our little level? And it so informally began that way. And about four years ago, we finally put a flag in the ground and said, Hey, we're a real company. And we've grown from about two people then to, we have about six or seven people now on our team and, um, growing every day, it seems so, but we need to, to kind of handle that volume that 30, 40, but we're doing a lot of projects anywhere from 
um, owner suite redo, um, you know, maybe in that hundred thousand dollar range up to uh, whole home uh, remodels up uh, up toward a million or or more. Excellent. Let's uh, let's get into some some fun stuff. If if I'm general consumer, uh, I know my house needs some love. It needs some attention. How do I start the process? What what's the best way to go? Because I I, I don't want to make mistakes along the process if I'm a client. I, I really want to work with the right people. And I want to go down the right path of finding the right people that align to what I need done. So, Amy, any suggestions as far as how how would they navigate that process right. and what would be setting them down a good path? Yeah. Well, I think it can start really two ways. Sometimes a client will go directly to the remodeling company, so they'll go to Custom One Renovation and you know it, start asking questions about what does it take, um, what what should I do, and then at that point you know, custom read will get me involved in talking to the client about what they want. Um, I think it's really important to have that collaboration from the very beginning um, because on the flip side, sometimes they'll come to us and then we'll ask a lot of questions about they, what they want. And then we try to get custom one involved very quickly so that we can work together to establish a proposed budget, um, you know, asking those questions about details that what the client really is looking for, you know, do they want high end appliances? Are they a gourmet cook or are they like, eh, I just, you know, I just want a good functioning kitchen. I just want a little lipstick, right? Like I just want a a little facelift or sometimes it's complete gut remodel and they want high end and a lot of millwork detail and things like that. So really establishing from the get go, what does a client want? What kind of level of finishing are they looking for so that we can work together to give them a realistic expectation of timing and budget and, you know, what it's going to take to get what they want? Well, and I think the synergy that is really strong between our two companies, uh, Interior Impressions and Custom One Renovation, is um, Amy has a very good sense in her team, a very good sense of what things cost. And so even though we don't like to talk about cost as, as, you know, as, as, as much as the clients want to, we understand that it's a very important, uh, hurdle challenge, emotional point that we need to make sure that we're from the very beginning, we're setting the proper expectation of what this is going to cost. And Amy has a good sense of what that is. And so by the time, maybe we get involved, the client already has a, a very um, realistic view of, hey, this this design or the work that I want to do is probably going to be between X and X type of a thing. So right. um, it's very, very important because none of us like surprises. Yeah, it always seems um, the, the relationship of expectation and price always is some crossroads, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. So there's some things mm-hmm. out there, uh, cost versus value report, put on by remodeling magazine. Mm-hmm. It's always a nice little tool for a general mm-hmm. consumer. You can Google that. Uh, cost versus value report. Hanley Wood is who puts that out, but they they own remodeling magazine. Um, but read, you know, if, if they don't start through an interior designer or through interior impressions, and I want to go and reach out to some type of remodeler or renovation company, how do you suggest? How do, how do I find the right company? Any idea? It's a great question. And of course, we enter that conversation a lot of different points. Um, we are perhaps the only people that the client would reach out to. Maybe they have already talked to a designer. Maybe they already have talked to an architect. Um, what we do is is we really provide that full professional 
gambit of services, if you will, the, yeah. the full turnkey. And so, you know, they would reach out to us. Uh, we, would, of course, would get on the phone and start setting some of those expectations immediately on the telephone. Um, how much is it going to cost to do my lower level? It's not going to be 40000 It's going to be, you know, something, you know, bigger than that. And it's it's all about that qualifying the client from the very beginning and, and making sure that they have a realistic expectation. We don't waste our time, their time. Next step would certainly be to go out and see them and see the project, get to know them, um, help for them to understand who we are. And, you know, fortunately, the Custom One brand uh, carries a lot of weight. Um, several people, particularly in the east side of uh, town and, and now more and more throughout the whole Twin Cities, cities uh, do understand the value of the custom one brand. And yeah, you, you brought up an important part of services, right? You, you go to, we've talked to many consumers in the Twin Cities market and you're like, hey, you know, they talked to X and now they're talking to us. Um, and they said hey, they don't provide interior design services or they don't provide architectural services or yeah. they actually don't do flooring Right. Or they don't do paint, or like all these different things, right? Mm -hmm. So, Reed, when you mentioned full service or services that yep. that a, a professional remodeling company such as Custom One Renovation offers, can you kind of go down that that gamut of of the entry into the client and the the relationship of what services yeah. a good company offers? Well, I, I, Amy and I have have done several programs together, and and we. Uh, both agree that um, having a design uh, put together up front early on is critical in a couple different ways of getting there. Uh, we as a company can certainly uh, manage all of those aspects, but um, it's anywhere from having a, a certified architect that uh, can come in, can do the drawings, any structural challenges, we can work through any of the engineering part of it. Um, and, and I don't want and that can be crucial when you're moving walls and varying sure. points and adding structure. Yeah. Somebody comes in and, and yeah. doesn't understand that. Yeah. It, it, very, know. very daunting and very scary. Yeah. Um, and I think we appro approach it in a very, uh, methodical way. Um, we're able to tailor our conversation to, um, that particular client, somebody that maybe is more experienced or less experienced as, as you mentioned, and then we we would um, work with Amy then to take it a step further. And how does this thing really going to look? What are the elevations of the kitchen cabinetry? Um, what is the fireplace going to look like? What are we going to do in the lower level wet bar? Um, all those types of things. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think I've seen a lot too where clients are, sometimes they're trying to price shop and they're, you know, contacting several different remodelers. And if we get involved early on in that process, we always try to talk about why you don't want to just shop on price and how, you know, you really, it's, you're comparing apples to oranges. And so I really try to educate clients on the fact that a lot of builders are just going to give you a price based on very low allowances and like, sure. Yeah, we can do it for that price, but yeah. you're not going to like any of your selections yeah. and you're not going to get any of the things that you actually really want. Um, and so I feel like, you know, working with a team that has good communication, we know the value, we know the quality is going to be there. That's critical. So just educating a client on how that full, you know, design architecture build, um, teamwork is so critical to their process and to being able to get the project done properly on time, you know, within a timely manner and without big mistakes, 
you know, that they're going to regret down the road. So um, I always try to talk about how doing design, the design early on, they're going to get a more accurate, you know, pricing or estimate as far as what it's going to cost overall. And I talk about how, you know, custom one renovations has such a good process that they know it's not going to just drag on, you know, you can get your neighbor's buddy who did your <laughs> other neighbor's basement, but if it's a one man show and he's just contracting out other people, you really don't know what you're going to get. And you yeah. don't know that it tends to go out of control and what they say the price is going to be never ends up being what it's, it is at the end. Well, and we like to finally refer to those guys as two guys in a truck. Right. You know, and I, I think that's actually a sold brand, but, um, yeah. and it is, it's substantially different. And, and I like to add on that, you know, it's, it's, it's us as the contractor and the design part of your your project, we're going to be reaching out to you. When can we get into your house? We've got guys there right now. You know, it's in driving as opposed process. to a drive, truly driving the process mm -hmm. as opposed to, uh, you know, the client feeling like they need to, oh my gosh, every single day I got a call and then where are they? And nobody's here and he promised me somebody would be there. And mm -hmm. um, correct, we just take a much more professional and concierge approach. Yeah, you know, down that, pro uh, that mindset of what you guys are talking about, you know, couple of recent activities where we've gone to meet with clients and uh, you, you learn a lot by talking to them and asking questions and maybe some other experiences they've had. So recently, this this week already, um, we go meet with a client. They get a proposal from another contractor, roughly $600,000. It's about 12 bullet points of information. Yeah. Right. So what am I truly getting? I'm, yeah. you know, and it says cabinets and tops, but what are they truly getting? And mm -hmm. Amy, you do a great job of mapping that out of exactly like it's this tile, it's this light, it's this fixture, it's, it's all these things. Here's the detail mm -hmm. of the fireplace, you know, Reed, you alluded that uh, earlier. So, you know, we challenge it, right? And we're like, all right, well, the money's in the details and, and the devil's in the details as well, right? Mm -hmm. So like we, we need to know all those things of exactly, let's tell you what top it is. Let's tell you what kind of cabinet that is, species, door style, finish, all these things. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that client was was elated uh, that we came in with that level of detail and process and to the point where it's very impressive and now they want to move forward. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's good. And, and, you know, again, you're managing expectations to a, a budget, but yet – if you provide the details and everyone should be entitled to those details, I want to know what I'm spending, what I'm getting, right? You don't buy a car and yeah. give somebody a hundred thousand dollars and be like, well, I hope it's a car. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know, I don't know what color <laughs> it's going to be, but yeah. Well, and, and just to, to add to that really quick and Amy's team does a fantastic job. Um, you know, if, if she's bringing a project to us, as far as the scope is mm -hmm. really what you're talking about. Yeah. And they do a great job of detailing it. Um, same thing, you know, we do in, in unison, uh, develop that scope of work right. that literally goes room by room by room. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen with the light fixtures? What's going to happen with the cabinetry? What's happening on the flooring? What's the wall color? And so the client really does have that that nth degree of detail um, that's going to happen space by space. And, and again, it goes back to neither one of us wants surprises in the end. What did right. we discuss up front? What did we price out for you? Um, here it is. It's black and white. Yeah. yeah. If you get a th three paragraph scope of work, you, you that's big red flag, right? Like <laughs> yeah. we we sure. do put a lot of time and detail into that scope of work document, and then it's a collaborative thing because sometimes you know it's like, all right, you you probably know more about. I'm not going to give a lot of detail about HVAC stuff that's going on, you know, behind the walls, but I do anything that I am touching. Um, and then 
REIT's team will, you know, add anything behind the walls or anything that we might have yeah. missed. Um, so it's really nice and thorough. Um, and I feel like, again, we don't have clients that are surprised or shocked because we're very transparent. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think it's interesting when when you meet with somebody and they're like, ah, we don't need interior design services or mm-hmm. we'll just, you know, go to this store, this store, this store, and we'll, we'll put, put it together, right? Yep. And then you see the end product and you're like, all right, that product, project there, project A, had a professional helping them <laughs> with interiors. Yeah. This project B did not. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, the value of the project's better the longevity of the project's better. The thoughtfulness is better. In bottom line, uh, the enjoyment is better. So if you guys had any experiences where they're like, hey, we don't need interior, just just build us some stuff and we're good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. All the time. And then those are the ones calling us like, oh, I need help. <laughs> well, you know why they're experts, right? Because of all the TV shows. Right. I mean, right. everybody's an interior design expert right. now. Yeah. Well, I think construction that average. One, one week and 25 bucks and right. you can have it done, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes, yeah. overnight. Magic wand. <laughs> but I think a lot of times, too, people don't realize the detail, the level of detail that's required. Um, you know, it's not like you just go pick out a tile for your bathroom, but, you know, what? What? how do you want that threshold to, you know, look on the stepping into the shower and how do you want this tile set? What is the grout color? How are you going to finish the edges? Do you want pencil pieces? Do you want schluter? I mean, there's so many details and people don't realize that. Right. And then they get into the project and they've picked out a few things and they think they're done. And then they're going to get a bazillion questions from the field or, you know, as you guys are pricing things out or starting, you're like, hey, you need a grout color and I need it today because the yeah. guy's there installing it. And then they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, so I just think that it's goes, an unknown. That goes back people. to your other comment, Amy, of like, if you don't know the details and you think you're getting a better price, it's because those details aren't included. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're yeah. like, oh, by the way, if you wanted that, well, I didn't know how to ask or I didn't know what mm-hmm. to say. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where the professional side of who you engage with and who you work with will bring those questions and thoughts to you very much so right. that you can get the, the desired project in the end. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in, in interior depressions, does such a great job early on in the process. They build a, a visual design book. Mm-hmm. And so the clients will literally see uh, renderings and images and, and samples of product, just like if you were doing an ad layout of, you know, what's exactly going to happen in right. this sequence and this one, and they go room by room. So, yeah. you know, it not only helps set that expectation from the very beginning and details, all those details, mm-hmm. um, but it, um, yeah. So. Well, we take that, um, you know, typically, and, and some builders still do this, like spec builders, where you go into a selection center and you get ABC. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, or they send you to different design centers and say, you know, like, go pick out your lighting here. Go pick out your tile here. Go pick out your flooring here. And they're trying to pick things out categorically. Categorically. Yeah. Is that yep. the right one? I can't sure. even say that. Uh, but they're trying to pick things out by category. And it's really hard to visualize what else is going to that into that room. So how do you pick lighting for a bathroom when you don't even know what your tile is yet? It's the macro you know? versus ma- macro, right? Micro versus macro where right. they, they look at it individually, but they don't look at it cohesively. Exactly. Or comprehensively. Yep. Yep. And then so, you know, when what we do is we we do 
99% of it in our design studio. So the client doesn't have to run around all over town. And, and they also don't typically realize how much time it takes when they have to do that. And everybody's busy. I mean, yeah. people are busy, busy with work and kids and sports and whatever. So we make it a lot easier by putting things together. So after uh, initial kind of discovery process with the client, asking tons of questions about what they want, what they like, what they don't like, we've then put together options where it's comprehensive. So here's your primary bathroom. Here's three different complete kind of design plans that, you know, all kind of cater to the looks that you like. And then there's some mixing and matching that can happen, but it's done and they can see it. They can visualize it because it's all there in front of them. So. And it helps us on the build side, just mm -hmm. know how we're going to put this together. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it truly is a, a explaining how the puzzle is going to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I think the visual side is, is grossly important from the standpoint of most people aren't visual and, you know, people can talk to them and tell them and show them bits and pieces. But until you see that comprehensive plan or that mood board or, mm -hmm. you know, room yep. by room or the total project of like, all right, I can see that. That makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. I like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I don't like it. Now let's keep looking and looking. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about what we're seeing in the, in the market and what our clients are asking for. You know, Reed, maybe you want to start with what, what are the top projects you're seeing in 2023 or 2024 yep. uh, that maybe you didn't see five years ago? Yeah, with, with without a doubt, um, it seems like every other home we're going into is a, uh, let's just kind of categorize it, uh, 80s and 90s home that not a lot of work has been done to it. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it's it's a a, a couple um, that now are just becoming empty nesters, and they are their their light bulbs have gone off. They've said, "Oh my gosh, we have the home back to ourselves again. <laughs> this is our house, right? And we can do what we want with it. Now we can make this what we want it to be for the next 10, 15, 20 years." Mm -hmm. And a lot of that, maybe they're thinking about, "Okay, kids are off to college." They're now going to be coming back, perhaps with uh, with spouses and with you know kid grandkids and all that. So, um, I, I would say one out of every three homes that we visit, there's that that's the underlying theme. And to what extent is are we redoing the whole main floor? Are we redoing the lower level? Are we just doing the kitchen? Are we adding an addition, or are we doing the whole house? And but it's a lot of times it seems like it's driven by them finally having the time to to breathe and then do what they want. For right. Sure. Right. Yeah. I think I see a lot of that too. Um, we uh, we have our tagline for interior impressions is is home reimagined, and the reason that we chose that um, because it really does fit appropriately for what we do. You know, everybody is kind of reimagining how their home's working. You know, so through COVID, so many clients were contacting us because you're stuck in the house and we're now working from home. We're now schooling from home. We're in this house 24 seven. <laughs> and um, so, but I think as that has evolved, we're still seeing people working from home part-time you know, a lot of people haven't gone back to the office or if they have, it's it part-time. And so there's still that multifunctional need that we are continually working with, um, with clients. So um, the other thing that we've noticed is and read about a lot is that people are entertaining more in their homes. Um, mm. 
people got into the habit of having friends over and entertaining, you know, guests in their home versus going out all the time. And so really, uh, most homes want, you know, some sort of entertainment focus where it's, you know, adding a bar or a wine cellar or a theater or a game room. So a lot of that too. So I think a kind of a lifestyle shift a little bit, if you will, where it's just adding these functions, more outdoor spaces, you know, nice decks, patios, Mm -hmm. places for people to just go and spread out. Yeah, I I definitely agree to that, Amy. We're definitely seeing uh, the multifunctional spaces, right? When we talk about how COVID has impact people's living and, and how they educate or how they work, maybe both both spouses are now working on the house, not just yeah. one, maybe both. Uh, and they didn't have the spaces for it, especially in this open concept mm-hmm. design that that a lot of homes have been created over the last five, 10 years. Yeah. The, the, resurgent, the resurgence of outdoor spaces is amazing, mm-hmm. right? You saw this great run of pools and hot tubs, uh, four season rooms, three season rooms, outdoor kitchens, fire pits, patio settings. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't get that many great months, right? Yeah. Especially for the people that boat in the room, right? Um, so <laughs> take advantage. Yeah. So you yeah. take advantage when you can before you have to get back inside. And it's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really interesting to watch how many multiple people are now functioning in the home during the day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One other piece, you know, as you talk about, you know, entertaining in the home and how people are kind of rethinking what their lifestyle is around their home and how they're using their home. Active adults, I think it's a very, very important topic that Mm -hmm. um, is continuing to to grow and will probably grow substantially um, where we've done a few projects. Now we have more coming online where we are building a space, uh, an addition um, some sort of a renovation that's taking place. We're bringing in mom or dad or planning on bringing mom or dad into the home. Uh, they can still come and go as they please. They can mm-hmm. still be around the grandkids. Um, and you know, they can have a little, a little tighter eye. And we all know the, the cost of, um, you know, um, helping a parent through that process in a, in a, professional, you know, building or, or you know, a, a, a home, expensive. if you will, outside of home. It's yeah. very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. So I think families are also looking at what does this look like for the next three or four or five years while we're all financially trying to support mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And let's let's go ahead and just put that into our, our home and, and give them a place where they can still be an integral part, an important part of our family. Yeah, I think it's even down the lines of, you know, you talk act, activity and exercise mm-hmm. and I think Reed, you're you're kind of a big pickleball guy, right? And 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 Amy Amy's, over there Amy, too. Amy's, got, Amy's gotten drawn into it, right? Yeah. She's a heck of a dinker. So we see we see we see we see requests for you know they're not calling them sport courts anymore, mm-hmm. pickleball courts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or the exercise. I'd room. love one. Yeah, or yeah. the ac- exercise <laughs> rooms and all those different activities where people, to Amy's point earlier, was you're not leaving the house. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get all these different multifunctional spaces. We talk about work and schooling and those kind of things, but mm-hmm. the activity in, in people trying to be more healthy. Yeah. Home gyms. It's it's huge, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. turning that into the way people cook in their home and the way they host in their home, mm-hmm. now they need different devices in their kitchen, right? So let's talk about maybe some trends and things that we're seeing inside of, of primary bathrooms, okay. So right? Mm-hmm. So that... The, the big bathroom in the house, and also in kitchens. So, Amy, what, what kind of requests are you seeing and what kind of trends do you think are maybe missing 
that haven't hit yet of like people, this is something we always advise or we offer to them of something to consider. Right. Well, for me, I think just technology has gone crazy in the last, even just the last two years. Um, like at KBiz and a lot of the um, design shows and trade shows, we're seeing so much advancement in technology. And now with, you know, all the, the AI and mm -hmm. everything that's make trying to make life more convenient. So, you know, refrigerators that are more tech savvy in preserving your food, it saves you so much money in the long run if your vegetables and your fruits don't go bad immediately, right? So people are becoming- The, the preservation of food is huge. Huge. Yeah. Um, cooking methods. So I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with steam ovens right now, mm. and I wish I had one. I don't have one, but kind of wish my oven would break so I could get one. <laughs> but um, just how you can cook so many different ways. You know, everybody's doing the air fryers and the instant pots. And now there's sous -vide. all these sous vide. I, I've got yeah. all of those things yeah. and they're great. And um, it just makes life more convenient and easy. And people are cook into cooking a little bit more, I feel Cleaner like. Cleaner ways of cooking. Cleaner ways of cooking and having food being really fresh. So I kind of see a little transition too of these pantries, these nice walk-in pantries being like what we're calling like a mess kitchen. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a trend I'm seeing where you kind of put all of the messy and appliances because we have all these things All the common now, devices. Right. Nobody wants to have their air fryer or their Instant Pot or their pizza oven out on their kitchen counter. So creating larger pantries where you can do a lot of those, you know, cooking functions and keep things out without having to haul them in and out of a cabinet. Um, so I'm seeing that as a trend and I highly recommend it. I just feel like it's really a nice way to be able to make your kitchen look beautiful all the time and you can do all the messy stuff in the pantry. Um, I'm seeing less need for storage of like canned goods or processed foods. Mm -hmm. I think there's a trend toward more fresh foods and healthy foods. So bigger refrigerators and freezers, um, but not necessarily as much storage space for boxed or canned foods because people yeah. are eating healthier. And down that, you know, you talked about refrigeration, right? Mm -hmm. Refrigeration is huge. If you don't have the right refrigeration, you can't preserve foods and people are starting to eat maybe more organically, mm -hmm. which costs more. Mm -hmm. I don't want that food to go to waste. I don't want to eat out of the box, yeah. if you will. Exactly. So then you see the appliance companies starting to offer what? 18-inch, 24-inch, 30-inch, 36-inch column refrigerators and freezers. Right. And then the mix and match of all those different devices of how you can partake in the space. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really interesting. We have a we have a home coming up that's going to have 36-inch columns in it. Oh, nice. You know, as big as you can get in the marketplace and yeah. talk about storage and preservation of food and they entertain mm -hmm. a lot and it's mm -hmm. it's going to be fun to watch. But I love the drawer units too. So yeah. where you can have refrigerator drawers, microwave drawers, mm. so you don't see all that stainless steel Cabinet everywhere. It's just them. super clean yeah. and um, it's a little bit more of an efficient way of, of storing things and using the space too. Super so, accessible. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I think that's another trend that we're seeing is more drawers versus doors. Absolutely. Right? So much easier to get to things. You're not yeah. on your hands and knees digging to the back of the cabinet to see right. what's back there. Full, full slides. You mm -hmm. can use the whole cabinet depth you know, yeah. of that drawer. Mm -hmm. uh, you can mix and match sizes of drawers and mm -hmm. what you can store in them. So it's right. back to that clean look, like you said, and go back to yeah. the, 
the messy working pantry and do your work right. there, but yeah. on the presentation side and if people entertain, it's kind of this full circle. Um, uh, let me go back yeah, to, uh, you know, you've talked about the story a couple of times now with entertaining your family, whether it's Thanksgiving or the Christmas mm -hmm. holidays, that even you can cook a roast that's ready in time and it's perfect. <laughs> and, that, and that's not easy to do. I mean, it's, uh, we had to spend a little bit of money to make myself look good on, yeah. on cooking. But um, where you're going with it, Reed, is the technology and the interfacing on, on cookware, especially, you know, mm -hmm. stoves. Mm -hmm. um, and then the addition of probes being for, yep. for meat, poultry, all those kind of devices, plus mm -hmm. even vegetables. Right. right. So yeah, you can be and a world-class. smart class. ovens, you yeah. know, you just put in what you're going to cook and it makes sure it's done perfectly. And it doesn't, you know, they're even smart enough now to where the product doesn't dry out. It mm -hmm. gets it at the right setting to where like, all right, hey, I missed that by 15 minutes or a half hour because something else wasn't ready. Somebody's late or... So, yeah, exactly. you never know, right? Exactly. And, uh, but but it doesn't dry it out compared to in the past. You're like, well, it's on 400. It's just going to dry out, I guess. I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not I, throw that thing away. You know? I drive be clients mad. a yeah. little bit crazy, but when with kitchens, I'm such a fanatic about kitchens because there's such an important space in the oh. house, the most important space in the Absolutely. house. So if somebody's doing a kitchen remodel... Um, or even with new builds, I really spend a lot of time and give them a checklist of of questions to answer. And I actually have them like inventory how how much space do you need for bakeware? Um, how many how many you know shelves do you need for dishes? Um, do what kind of cooking do you like to do? Where do you how do you like to cook? Um, does more than one person cook in the yeah. house? Do we need two prep stations? So really focusing on functionality first and foremost, and then adapting that kitchen to be exactly what they need because nobody wants a kitchen that doesn't function well. That's yeah. that's a pain point. And, and what we're finding is that, you know, as we go into some of these 80s, 90s kitchens, that there's a lot more space truly available to us to be creative mm -hmm. and let's get rid of that desk. Let's go with some <laughs> taller upper pantries. Let's get you. And, and we talked about it yesterday with those clients, uh, pull out shelves, you mm -hmm. know, it's just the rollouts, um, mm -hmm. just the functionality. Yeah. And we don't necessarily pantry yeah. that opens yeah. doors and pulls. pulls we don't necessarily sure. need to knock down walls and create more space. Right. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do within the space you have and just be more efficient mm -hmm. at it. I think yeah. a lot of the styles in the 90s were so anti-organizational, <laughs> like yeah. the desks in the kitchen. Nobody liked those. They, they Everyone thought Clutter. that was such a great idea. And then, you mm -hmm. know, they hated it a year later. And then like soffits being built down over the cabinets, yep. that's just wasted space. So mm -hmm. just knocking out those soffits because they're almost always hollow. And then going to the ceiling with the cabinetry and you've just gained a ton of extra storage space. So. And, and same thing with the laundry rooms, you know, mm -hmm. the, those mud rooms that are coming right off the kitchen. Um, sometimes it does involve knocking down some walls, but let's stack yeah. the washer and dryer. Let's put a, mm -hmm. a full pantry next to that with some rollouts. And again, you're, right. it ties you just, back to organization, right? Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely just does. simple things you can do. You don't, it doesn't yeah. have to be a, a complete gut by no means. Right. And that's I, one of the good reasons to be working with professionals um, is because we're, this is what we're surrounded by all mm -hmm. day long. This is our area of expertise, right? So we know about all these special features that they, a lot of clients have never heard. Oh, I didn't realize you could do a microwave in a drawer. I didn't realize you could have this ironing board cabinet that, you know, with electrical outlets and places to charge your dust 
broom mop yeah, and whatever. USB outlets or what mm-hmm. you know, it might be. Yeah. Um, I think all that conversation goes back to if you're working with the right people and the professionals in the industry, mm-hmm. they will guide and ask you the questions of hardships and how you socialize and how you host and mm-hmm. how you navigate in the home so that you can get the desired project result that you're looking for. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, if, yeah. and if you're working with somebody that's like, well, I can do it and I can charge you less, are they really invested in trying to solve the issue that you have on hand and to get you the best desired result? Yeah. Right. No, they're just going to be an yeah. order taker. You yeah. know, they're just going to say, tell me what you want and I'll do it. But right. they're not going to, you know, lead you in a direction that's going to make your life better, make your space more functional because they don't they don't want to take the time to do yeah, that. Yeah, they're not invested that way. And custom one, you know, custom one renovation, interior impressions, we're just, you know, we're, we're two companies out there that, that do have great synergies together. But, you know, reaching out to NARI, the Remodelers Association, mm-hmm. or Housing First Minnesota, of course, um, lots of great resources uh, here in the Twin Cities market. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, so really talk about, you know, NARI or the National Association of Remodelers Industry and, and Housing First, you know, the company that puts on the artisan tour and the parade to homes and the yellow signs and yep. what's nice about that is you get to go out and see products right mm-hmm. that's one way to see it through those those parade activities of, of mm-hmm. home tours and things like that but they're mm-hmm. also they they guide and they expect professionalism and code of conducts and code of ethics that that help you so not a bad avenue to go to to your point of, of looking into um trying to find the right professionals right companies so, absolutely um what is the best way if, if, if I'm the client, I'm, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith or the Smith household, what's the best way for the client to interact with the professional company, whether it be the interior design company or it's the renovation remodeling company? What do you guys suggest? Amy, what's the best way for them to interact so they have the best experience? Well, are you meaning like when they're first looking for somebody or yeah, just they, once they get started? Like Once, once they get going, how do they participate yeah. in a way that – is going to be most beneficial for them. Any suggestions? Yeah, I think that people need to realize that this process takes time. And one of the things that's really critical is that I know we know everybody's super busy, but just to be able to really dedicate the time to working with us as a team to make sure upfront that they are, you know, invested and they're thinking about the things that they want, um, you know, because the more time and effort they put into that process up front and think through the details, the happier they're going to be at the end. I think what I see is sometimes is people are just super rushed and they're just like, just, just do it. How quick can you do it? Um, let's just get it done. And then down the road, they, they look back and kind of feel like, I just, I I wish I would have thought more more about that. So invest in it. This is a big investment that you're making in your home and you're going to live with these decisions for quite some time. So I feel like it's really important that they really work together, that both couples are involved, you know, both decision makers. Yes. Both decision makers are involved because that's another thing too, is, you know, I've had a husband say down the road, like, oh, I love everything, except I really hate that tile. And then the it's wife was done. super yeah. upset because she's like, why didn't you tell me? You know, yeah. like it's in, it's in for probably 20 years now. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and he's like, yeah, every time I step on it, I really hate that tile. <laughs> well, and, and believe it or not, but both from the design aspect and the, the builder standpoint, um, we really get energy off of 
them being involved. Mm-hmm. We get energy mm-hmm. off of feeding to their excitement, to their, oh my gosh, we're finally getting, you know, what we've always wanted. And mm-hmm. that feeds off of us. We, I mean, we always want to do a great job, but that yeah. it's like, you're positive, you're helping this thing move forward. It just makes us want to work more for you and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for the trade yeah. partners as well. I mean, the, the plumber, electrician, who was ever on site, you know, if it's just a good experience, it's going to keep going that way. And right. I think something you're speaking to is, is unity, right? And, mm-hmm. and being a for team, sure. right? And I know that we work way better when it's, when it's we versus us and them. Oh, 100%. Right? So yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you've already identified you want to work with somebody. You've you've questioned them about some values and how do you operate and how do you work. Mm-hmm. We want nothing more than to create a referable, you know, resource out of that client, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. like we, we're on your team, mm-hmm. right? And I think um, the engagement of the client to what, you know, Reed, you're saying is that the energy off of that client, it, it can be so fun. Yeah. It, it's almost yeah. a little magical, right? Mm-hmm. Very Absolutely. Much so. Yeah. Yeah. It's and everybody's happy with the process when everyone's involved in communicating together too. So mm-hmm. that's another thing is, you know, just really good communication. So trying to we we always educate the client on, you know, don't tell the tile guy <laughs> on site that you want to change the layout of the tile and do something different. You 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 know, go through the proper channels. So, so we, we can all help you make sure it's done correctly. And so again, we, we really try to communicate on all details so that we're the best team possible and gives the client the best outcome possible. Yeah. And, and, you know, this, it's not always all roses, right? There are <laughs> going to be challenges. There are going to be bumps along the road, little but dust. if you, little, little dust, dust. <laughs> of course, yeah. but if you go back to what Todd had said about that unity, about, you know, the team being at the core, everybody staying engaged, we know we can work through those. Um, right. they're, they're going to happen. It's how you rise to the occasion and how you deal with it exactly. and how you deal with it professionally to, to, to move forward. I think mm-hmm. the other thing we're talking about is, um, done express needs of the client. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. So like us as professionals, we're trying to engage, we're trying to draw out, we're trying to offer suggestions. People know what they like when they see it. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So our goal is to to really identify as many unexpressed needs throughout that process so that we can gain the trust and the rapport and the referable source and you know mm-hmm. and in the best product possible at the end yeah for the right and, and we talk about kitchens and some some recent examples you know to the extent of you will not be able to use your kitchen during this process yeah. you know when it's something as as simple to a professional person in our business would think oh mm-hmm. yeah of course you're not gonna be able but we need to do that unexpressed needs of communicating that of right. detailing exactly what that that means to their their impact. I mean, we're still trying to feed three kids and and trying to feed each other. And well, and, you, that's why you drive around with some George Foreman grills in the back yeah. of your car, right? Or you just yeah. saying, "Here's a George like, Foreman, yeah. and here's a, a, a box of kabasa." Go ahead. And, <laughs> we actually it. made a document, and we'll go through it with a client and talk through their plan. Um, because I want them to understand that, 
you literally will not be able to walk into your kitchen for a while. You know, you're going to have plastic. It's going to look deal. like a crime scene mm-hmm. in here. And <laughs> you won't be able to walk through that room um, or get to your refrigerator for a certain number of days. And so just be prepared. And I always try to highly encourage maybe this is a good time to take a vacation, maybe t- good time to go to the yeah. cabin. Yeah. Um, but to set up a secondary kitchen in the home because you get really tired of ordering out and getting, you know, picking up food. So we do try to talk through a plan with the client so that they're really prepared. Yeah. Cause you would think it would be intuitive, but it's not always intuitive or they just don't realize how long it's going to exactly. take. So, yeah. Well, yeah. great. Um, we're going to wrap this thing up and you, you guys have some fun stuff coming up in yeah. September. We so do. You guys have a nice project down in Hastings uh, coming up on the remodeler showcase mm-hmm. that you both have participated in. Um, and built a, a beautiful project down there. So, Reed, you want to tell us a little bit about it? When is it? How do I get there? Why would yep. I go there? Yeah, and it's a, it's a whole uh, uh, top to, to, to bottom uh, sweep of the home, the whole main level, the whole lower level. Um, Amy um, Amy's team at Interior Impressions did a fabulous design. Um, and they're going to be staging the house pretty shortly here for their modeler showcase that you mentioned. It's a two-day two day event, uh, September 10th and 11th. No, I think it's the, isn't the 29th. It's the last weekend. The last weekend. Yeah. Uh, the two days back to back. And, mm-hmm. uh, yep, we'll be staging it. More information is available at Minnesota Housing First um, mm-hmm. as far as the, the times that it's open. But um, Amy's team will be down there. Our team will be down there to answer questions and a great chance to, to see some of the cutting edge design and materials um, that, we're, that we're using down there. So last weekend in September, yep. it's in Hastings. Uh, I'm sure through our social media outlets and our website, we'll broadcast what number it is. You can mm-hmm. pick up a book at Holiday Gas Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of the the Parade of Homes by Housing First Minnesota, noon to six. Okay, I'm, I'm almost positive is the yeah. the times in that. It's a free event, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can get to see some of the the wonderful things Amy has designed and implemented in that home. Uh, and you're doing some furnishings down there too. We did. Yeah, it started, it's kind of an interesting story, but the client originally started with buying a new house. And then, so we were, they were going to build a new home. So that's, we went through that process. Then that didn't work out. So then they bought a, we're buying a house. And so we went through a design process with that house and then that fell through. <laughs> so they decided to stay where they lived and just redo it. And it, it started as, you know, several rooms and it literally ended up being, Pretty much every square inch of the entire house got remodeled, kept growing and growing, but they love it. It's going to be gorgeous. There are a lot of really beautiful features and it's everything. So from, you know, furniture, artwork, accessories will be all done up. Lots of beautiful um, details with the build. So do do each of you have a a must have or a must view in that project? What's the one thing that sticks out? Like you, you got to see this. Uh, that, that the main floor is is probably one of the largest impacts. Of course, the lower level and that that new bar down there is is going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, I I think, gosh, from a from a wow factor, the kitchen is stunning. Beautiful new walk in pantry. We took space away from the mudroom laundry room to create a walk in pantry, so we reconfigured that. Um, but it's beautiful gourmet kitchen, and then downstairs is going to be a really fun like bar rec room area very kind of rustic lots of like really cool black wallpaper in the pool room and fun. black ceiling a little moody yeah moody vibe downstairs so awesome it'll be really fun well amy yeah. liffering interior impressions thanks for coming on thank roof you to curb. for having me reed selgren custom one renovation thanks for coming on my pleasure uh this is roof to curb todd Polifka, custom one 
this is produced and put on by Pull Tab Sports. We couldn't do it without those guys. John King, Tom Garrity, uh, Green Studio, Gabe runs a runs a hell of a soundboard and, and screen over there. So um, mm-hmm. thanks for everybody for helping and supporting. And uh, hopefully, you know, the consumer in the, the market in the Twin Cities getting something out of what we're doing. So thanks for coming Definitely. out. Thank you, Todd. Thank you.